sounds, by the way, because of the white supremacist <laughs> Griffin Hackerboy thing. It's really funny. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Love Rush, and we are joined by our guest today, Ash. Ash, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, David and Jordan. Damn, it's, uh, man, I can't believe I'm actually on this show, man. I've been actually dreaming about this day. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so sweet of you. I know I really appreciate being a big fan of the show. And when we, for reference to the listeners, we actually have a form on our site and we'll link it in the show notes where anyone who would like to be on the show is more than welcome to fill it out. We've had a ton of people fill it out. And when Jordan and I looked at the list, we thought there's no one we'd rather have as the first person from that list to be on the show than you, Ash. Oh, man. Out of the two people that filled it out, it was hard. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> the other one was accidental. Yeah, the other one was tests. I don't know if I should cry or flip this desk over. <laughs> I don't even understand what the other one was asking. It was like, where's the bathroom? Like, man, I don't know where your fucking bathroom is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Ash, do you mind telling the audience just a quick little spiel about who you are and what you've been doing in the podcast world? So I am Mr. Ash Basham, and I am one of three hosts of the for Senpai podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two <laughs> lovely gentlemen have actually been on my show before. Yeah. That shit yeah. was a fun old time. If you guys oh, want to yeah. check out that episode, it's episode number 10. Heck yeah. And it's also linked <laughs> on our site where we have a list of every podcast that we've been on. Oh, man. But we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. Not today. Uh-huh. No, we're going to be talking about Love Rush. So let's get into <gasps> the manga details, right? Three, two, one. So this series was created by Yamamoto Ryuhei, who along with this has created two other series, Robot E, which is definitely a series we'll try and cover at some point. I think I had trouble finding a translation, but if anyone knows where to find it, definitely happy to cover it. And Satsumomi Shia Manga no Tama Naral. I'm sorry, Tucker did not give me pronunciation help. Not on his fault. I forgot to ask him for that. And that lasted 106 chapters, which ended last year. So definitely he's probably biding his time and I'm sure this year or next year he's going to have a new project coming out and Ash I think you said during the warm up audio <laughs> that you actually had read the series so what did you think of it? Let me tell you something about this series. If you like stories about making manga it's a f- interesting one but how can I put it this way? If you can put it in the terms of how, like what Sean says at the end of every single one of his episodes where they say don't fuck your sister. Well this one works out when it's two of them. <laughs> oh god. Because <laughs> oh. I thought I heard this is like Bakuman for Hentai yeah a bit really oh a bit but this time it's three characters and two of them are girls and one of them's a boy and uh, they're all siblings now hold on just one second are you telling me that the guy who wrote love rush previously made hentai no this is what he made after he made after oh you telling me the guy who made love (laughs) rush then went on to make hentai really really no (laughs) fucking way i'm completely shocked it's actually not hentai it's actually more edgy than hentai that doesn't make it any less shocking yes but it's like point one, <laughs> point one, where it's like okay now at that point one's considered hentai <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, God. slightly less. There's no I nips, am. but you see everything else. Yeah, you're like, uh, something's awakening inside of me, and I don't know what it is when you're reading that thing. Yeah. <laughs> is it like what they would do in the 90s where they would just show the girls naked, but just like not draw the nipples? Yeah. It's more like upskirts, bend bend over things, and then possible finger licking stuff, you know, you know, the usual stuff. Oh, you know, you know, typical okay. animation. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's typical. We live in a society. And though, speaking of how this came first, this ran 
Man from August 22nd, 2016 to November 14th, 2016. So clearly he needed five years to think of his next idea <laughs> of what if it was Baku Man, but with more titties in it, apparently. You know what? Sometimes it just takes a long time. Sometimes <laughs> it just takes a while for you to commit to an idea. You That's know? true. It's really more about the boobs you don't draw in this industry. <laughs> it uh... is. It, it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, this ran for two volumes and 14 chapters, making it a part of the U19 Club. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck those adults. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this series, not all of them were adults, as we're going to get oh, into. Oh, yeah. yeah. But man, the adults sure wanted them to fuck them, huh? God. But let's hear more about that situation with Jordan's fantastic plot summary. Take us away with this. Uh, just yeah, I don't know how to describe this plot. Jordan, go for it. <laughs> Don't worry, David, because I'm about to. Reiji Hakuba has the uber male gene, a wild mutation that tricks every humanoid female who sees him into thinking he's hot. Unfortunately for them, he is hopelessly in love with his childhood friend Shizuku, the only girl in the known fucking universe who is physically able to friendzone him. Kokoroko Rokoko, an angel cupid princess thing being, is one of the girls unable to friendzone him. She along with legions of hot monster girls and older women, have all just been waiting for Reiji to turn 18 because, ew, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. In the angel slash demon cultures, kissing someone means they have to marry you for some reason, so Reiji is surrounded by a harem of girls who want to do just that. Popcorn David! This this wonderful harem includes Kokoro, Shizuku, who is unsure of her feelings, Ellis, a creepily young succubus, Taiga, the heir to the werewolf mafia who doesn't know what consent means, which is probably one of the bigger themes of this series where literally one of the main characters' defining traits is she is aware of consent. Oh yeah, no, uh, Taiga is not the only person in this manga who isn't aware of what consent means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kokoro almost drowns in this obligatory beach episode, so Reiji gives her mouth to mouth, meaning they must get engaged unless Reggie kisses another girl in seven days which to clarify they literally like oh you kissed her he's like but it was a mouth to mouth they were like it yeah. doesn't matter she was unconscious yeah, it still counts but yeah, yeah. even though then it, they it, we'll get into that was like one of the stupidest written <laughs> oh parts oh my god <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel oh, about that and then Jordan immediately writes just kidding I was lying so <laughs> popcorn <laughs> ash Oh, uh, actually, what happens is this is the Grim Reaper shows up and pulls out uh, Kokoro's heart, which that seems actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Pulling Reggie into the uh, Reggie into the uh, flashback, revealing that the reason he loves Shizuku is that he met Kokoro as a young boy and she shot him with the Cupid arrow, which did open up his heart, which is not too bad. I really enjoy that. And then her mom appeared and made them both forget. And, you know, that somewhat weird thing that happens when you meet celestial beings. You got to get your mind erased. She had the men in black to him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She got neuralized like that. <laughs> This is the second episode in a row we've talked about Men in Black, interestingly. Oh. It made more sense with the last one. Yes, it did. But please do continue. <laughs> Which is true, yeah. This somehow means that the engagement is null and void, but Kokoro must leave due to bureau bureaucratic legal shit. You understand? Yeah. You, know, like, like, it's, you broke a rule. Yeah, it's just, You're gone. Get, get out of here. Look, man, legal system's confusing. Yeah. Just, like, just go yeah. on with it. <laughs> just the libertarians being, well, actually, <laughs> age of consent is uh, far yeah. more complicated than you, you would expect. one rule with the, the celestial law, so you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I carry my age of consent reference card. <laughs> Weird. In the background of this one shot in this one panel, is that a Ron Paul revol revolution panel? I believe in the gold standard. Oh, oh my god. No. He will make anime real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reiji Shizuku and Kokoro 
fall asleep holding each other's hands while awkwardly sitting up in a bed. When they wake up, Kokoro's gone and Reggie and Shizuku say that they would love each other, but it's ambiguous as to what that means by that. And that is definitely ambiguous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a great shot and I really thought he was just gonna be like, all right, now it's porn and they have like a very just straight up have a three-way. It seemed like that, right? I totally was expecting that. I kind of seem applied. I thought it was going to be like, we're in a poly relationship now, almost. But I mean, I knew they weren't going to do that because it's Shonen Jump. But it (laughs) it seemed like they were going to imply that's what's going to happen. Look, I mean, not in my Shonen Jump. (laughs) Not in my Shonen Jump. This is a Christian manga. (laughs) We can't have lesbians in my comic (laughs) in Shonen Jump. I mentioned this in the chibi a lot. But man, it seems like the author wants Shizuka to be a lesbian. But just kidding. Cannot do that. Legally cannot do that. Mm. Yeah, potentially legally cannot do that. Yes. I actually don't know besides Chainsaw Man. Is there a Shonen Jump series where the character straight up says in no uncertain terms I'm a lesbian? Mm. Levelly? No, no, because no. they specifically mentioned that they're not. They had a trans man. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to ask the experts at home. Well, my recommendation actually is. I have something similar to my recommendation as well. <laughs> I think we're getting a little off track, so let's get into the character, speaking of. So, I'll go first, because I know who Jordan really wants to talk about. So, we oh, have no. Reiji Hukaba. He has the uber male gene, strong powers to attract women. As we talked about in the chibi, he has the shallow how power where... It's the reverse shallow how. Yeah, power. the reverse shallow how. Right. He imposes the shallow how power on every everybody who looks at him. He's actually he... a member of the Uchiha clan, where he used the... <laughs> infinite... The showering gun is the opposite. What's it called? The in... It's the infinite something. Oh, the infinite... Uh, Sukiyomi oh, imposing his genjutsu yeah. on all of the world to believe that he is physically attractive. Yeah, it's great. It's so it's like, sexy. <laughs> it is so funny that that's what they go with in this. Yeah, I it's love the stupidest it. thing. Oh, it's stupid, but it's great. He's 18 years old, which is very important. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that makes him pretty old for a Shonen Jump protagonist. Mm-hmm. And his one defining trait, I think, is the fact that he's a baker. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he works at his yeah. uh, family's bakery. Oh, yeah, because his mom's a baker. I was going to say, a baitress, which is not a word. It was really weird wow. when that, whenever that came up because it was just like, wow, there's more to your character than everything else that you are, which is just like nothing. Like it, it comes up once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have anything else? He's a pretty bland character. He's kind of bland. I mean, the big thing is that he is hopelessly in love with his uh, childhood friend who really just doesn't seem to be into him. And then yeah. that becomes yeah. a little confusing because uh, it's it's strange. Yeah. Jordan, do you want to just get into her whilst we're already on the topic of her? All right. Yeah. So this is Shizuku Ichinomiya. She is Reiji's crush and childhood family friend. She's the only one who is immune to the uber male gene that Reiji produces. And I think the author is heavily implying that it's because she's a lesbian. <laughs> I am serious. Like, I know. David wrote here that she is jealous of people's boobs. I disagree. I think she is looking at people's boobs. Whoa. Literally references her boobs once she looks at someone with giant breasts. That is a trope in manga. Wait, what do you mean she references her boobs? She looks I... down at her chest and thinks about how they're smaller than the werewolf girls. I didn't see her looking down at her own. Yeah, that definitely happens during the beach scene. Okay. Ash, back me up here. Well, I mean, I do remember her looking at Elias's freaking boobs and seeing, it's just, I don't know where you, you hear her say, red bean paste buns. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or red bean paste cakes. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yep. Bet that's exactly what you were thinking. 
<laughs> I mean, it might happen once, but I mean, also, I guess that was like the situation where she was like more trying to be into Reiji, which is the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem that she wants to be in a relationship with Reiji, but everybody is making her feel like she should want that. Yeah. The way she's written, it just feels she just like not what she wants. Yeah. It's like know? every character's trying to man- be like trying to manipulate her. Yeah. And then she goes on some very awkward dates. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this strange situation. I think the ending of this manga was stupid, but I'm very glad that it did not end with Reiji and Shizuku kissing. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely happy about that. Like, it really just feels like they should just be friends. Mm -hmm. They would be wonderful just as friends. Yeah. But because fucking Kokoro had to fuck the whole thing up, he loves her. And it's like, it's fucking weird. Yeah. On that note, do you want to get into the Cupid Princess or did you guys have more to say about her? No, we can move on. So now that Jordan's brought her up, Ash, why don't you get into, I would say, the third most important character of the series? You mean my yes. second favorite character? Fucking Coco. <laughs> Was it Coco Ro Roco Rococo? Left to know based on Target's pronunciation. Try mm. and pretty much say it with your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Easy. If Tucker was here, it's just be, yeah. Just lighting a cigarette and walking out of the room. He'd be like, yeah, we, love you, we love you, Tucker. We love you, Tucker. Stupid kids. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in person. But yeah, so please lay, lay it on Anyways, us. me and my uh, my doctrine and wifeology here, like, she's my second favorite character. She's a very cute, adorable <laughs> princess from the celestial realm. I mean, she wants to marry uh, Reiji, and you can see why, because once you read later on, you see the reasoning behind why she wants to be with, with Reiji. And like, oh, <laughs> she acts just like Aqua for Konosuba. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. I mean, she is kind of a ditz, but the thing is, she's actually very intelligent. Yeah, is she? She got like a hundred in the math in the in the no. test that she had in class. Yeah, but does she do smart things? No, no, but that's independent. No, okay. teaching common sense is very different from actual like book book smart. Jordan, you know, intelligence and wisdom are different stats. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I do I do want to talk a little bit more about Kokoro Nice. Yeah, no, she's like this weird angel Cupid princess thing. And she has like a tiny little familiar that follows her around. Mm-hmm. Is relevant twice. I took her out of the character list because she just didn't matter. She's basically uh, Kokoro Rokoko's uh, pet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kokoro has a has like these big wings and she tries to be a uh, high school student and then everybody sees her wings and I guess they just reveal to all the students that yes, Cupid princesses are real and so are angels. But no one really cares. Yeah, no one gave a yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess no one really cares. <sighs> <laughs> But yeah, she's also the catalyst for uh, the entire conflict between Reiji and Shizuku, and maybe their lives would have been better if she she wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like she kind of fucked everything up. But you know what's really fucked up? Oh, I have an idea about something that's really fucked up. Ellis Lapish, very maturely drawn, bustly succubus, at one point wearing pretty much what Borat wore in the first movie. Oh, yeah. 14 years old, which is the biggest. Why? There was no reason for her to be 14. She easily could have been 18 years old. It would have made no difference. It's not like she, she she's in adult. middle school and he's in high school and that's plot. She doesn't uh, even go to school. It was just some weird fetish reason. It's like that scene in Transformers where this guy talks about Romeo and Juliet laws. So it's fine that he's 21 having sex with like a 17 year old or something. Jesus. Oh, God. Like of all the ages for a mystical succubus, you could have easily made her 300 years old. Yep. And, you know, people. 
people are like, oh, you made a uh, thousand year old demon into like, you gave them like the body of a 10 year old so you could be creepy. But no, it's like the reverse here. They give a 14 year old the body of like 22 year olds. It's really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie about this character though. Like she came close to being my favorite character, but for the opposite reasonings. Yeah. Because she doesn't possess like the succubus that she, that everyone wants her to be. She actually wants to be herself. And I actually like that about her. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate her as a character. No, I, I did didn't, not no. either. No, no, no. It's just like her familiar Nero is the one that's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in He's there. He's the biggest libertarian in this series. <laughs> no cap. I know, right? I mean, the, the big issue is just that she's clearly drawn for you to be like, oh my God, yeah, look doggle. at this hot, sexy 14 year old. I think we can definitely dive into that in the negatives. So why don't we talk about the last character and then we can properly talk about the fucked up shit about this series. Yeah. So Ash, do you mind finishing things off by telling us about the wolf? Hey, how did you know which one was my favorite character? Let's go. <laughs> Listen, a podcast host always knows. I know, right? All right, so it's Kumi Taiga. Taiga is a really adorable name, if you all know what I mean. She's a werewolf. She's a very serious type. It's like a tiger. Right? <laughs> but she's a wolf. Very serious type. Her family is like a big name, big conglomerate. Big something else. Right. In a minute. <laughs> and she automatically like, starts acting like a dog whenever they give her commands and stuff like that. But the cool part about her is that she doesn't give a crap that the main character is handsome. She just happens to be forced upon the main character because what her family lineage is about. Yeah. And that was like a big, strong, like, character kind of development that she actually had and i really enjoyed that about her like i really did and that compelled me yeah. to put her as my number one character in this, this series yeah i like how she likewise didn't want to fuck the main character mm-hmm. no she didn't and you know it does create a strange plot hole because i thought the whole point was that it was like no you're physically unable to unless i don't know whatever like none of none of this really super makes sense the more you think about it weird yeah it's almost like the there's not a lot of really strong internal consistency of the series. No, mm-hmm. there, there is. A, it's almost like when you try and logically think about the plot to a harem manga, the whole thing falls apart. <sighs> Almost to the extent where I feel bad about even saying it about this series, but it is fucking relevant to the series. Yeah. But why don't we formally move into why it failed, where we can talk about the series without having to relate to the characters. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Jordan, though, to carry on that idea, what I guess are the main things that you've, as you literally have already said, so really kind of dive into those issues that you've had with the series. David, you and me, I'm not sure how Ash feels about this, but I think we're in agreement. The first chapter was uh, some surprisingly good oh yeah oh hell yeah it was I was like, man, why did this get canceled? And then I was like, oh, that's why. And then you read the rest of the manga and you're like, oh, that's why it got canceled. There's like a two chapter island where it got good again. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's only bad from here on, but it's significantly less good. Yeah. And a lot of that comes into the fact that, man, this series has a very weird relationship with consent. Very strange. Yeah. So it's like the main uh, relationship between Reiji and Shizuku, it's kind of like Reiji, she's clearly not into you like that but he like keeps kind of pursuing it and he's he tries to back off but it's still kind of a relevant thing there mm-hmm. but he's not even the worst of this because literally the second he turns 18 a billion yeah a billion like humanoid hot older women from other universes appears to try and yeah. have sex with him and marry him <laughs> and it isn't just the demons though they show that like older women in real life are also kind of all around him and it's a little more 
nuanced than I'm making it seem because it's not like saying, oh, this is uh, necessarily a great thing. But I feel like it also doesn't get into how weird it actually is that this is happening. I mean, he straight up gets molested by one of the girls. No, he absolutely does. Mm-hmm. What Tyga does to him really freaked me the fuck out. All right. Mm-hmm. She ties him to a bed and like starts taking his clothes off and starts talking about how like, you know something, even if you don't want this, your body wants it. And it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's that yeah. one part, though, where it does show it's like, ah, see, you're blushing. Go, well, you're also blushing, too. It's like, mm, that still kind of doesn't make it better in that sense. To this author's credit, you can pull a little nuance out of this. It's not like, oh, wow, this is the only harem author who might have questionable uh, consent issues. This is clearly a much wider problem, but it's still a problem, and it still infests this series, you know? <sighs> it's unfortunate. I just don't understand. Why would an author possibly think, oh, so we need to kiss him, but it still counts even if you're unconscious? Yeah. Because he didn't need that. Because, David, <sighs> we need to end this series right now, and I can't think of a plausible character reason why these two characters would kiss. Like, can you? Because I can't. But it wasn't even during the ending. It was established in like the third chapter where it doesn't have to be consented for the kiss to count. Yeah. Like literally the first few chapters, they were like, it's perfectly fine to tie him up and kiss him. This series, I think that it would be very clear how creepy this series is if you reverse the genders. Yeah. It is a thing where like people don't take, you know, male victims of sexual assault. They don't treat that as seriously. Mm -hmm. It's not that they super treat female victims that seriously. Seriously, there's a whole whole other discussion, but it is like this uh, series kind of also treats it as like, well, what? A guy's going to complain about that? Guys are always into it. What? Uh, And it's like, "Mm, no, he's clearly saying he's not like explicitly right here. You see these many moments where he's like, hey, I don't want to do this right now. Mm. Hey, this is not great. And it's like, I guess that doesn't matter to demon women. Okay. I mean, there's also a small part in there where they kind of try to justify the the whole like kissing thing because when the angel of death like when she showed up she pretty much said hey a kiss is a kiss it doesn't matter it shows you that kind of the celestial demon worlds and all that stuff they really don't have rules it's essentially the wild west so when it comes to like ruling but at least there is kind of consent here in technically considered in the real world this yeah. really is all just bureaucratic <laughs> legal bullshit isn't yeah, it pretty much like well technically you kissed her you thought you signed yeah. on that line your lips touched this counts as a kiss due to it was only a kiss it was only a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kind of disappointed in myself it took me that long to think that. Oh, Mr. Brightside. Now she's looking at her chest. Now she's got red bean base now. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the killers, this is the cancelers. So to go into a different issue, just because I want to have some diversity of the things that this series fucked up, this series was like the most treading water plot I've ever seen, where I don't really know how this series could have existed for 100 chapters, because like this series has no narrative framework. Like if you're having your beach episode as your ninth chapter, which is like your like panic button, like I don't know what else to do. Let's go to the beach. Yeah, that's a problem. You should literally not be two months into the series and say, all right, beach time. I can't think of anything else. Also, when it comes to the way how they're pacing most of the 
chapters. It was very inconsistent in the way how they kind of structured the way how they wanted to portray specific events happening in the series. Because like I've read a lot of dramas, ROMs, all this stuff, and they have a very eager way of how they have step by step on how they're doing this stuff. But this one decided to like give you what the main thing with the characters so early on. They could have easily put the uber male gene thing probably like in the second chapter because they could have played around with the questions like why the hell is he constantly being chased by girls the entire time kind of make it more of a mystery i I will just pause that because that's a really good from Mm -hmm. where it could have gone yeah and we we shouldn't move on because i have more things to say about why this fucking series failed (laughs) all right (laughs) go go for it (laughs) yeah so it feels like this series started out as a parody you know like the first chapter or so like if you just cut that like i think the reason why we liked it is because it was it felt like it was really like refreshing and kind of flipping the formula on its head sort of Mm -hmm. it felt a little self-aware but what happened is you can only do that for like three chapters and then you're actually writing a harem manga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a similar thing that Mashal ran into where yeah. it was like 15 chapters in. It was like, okay, I literally cannot continue this series the way that this is, so I'm going to shift into something a little different, a little more serious. The series tries and fails to do that pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, the Mashal author 100% did not think he was going to last like 30 chapters. This series, like, you could have made a pretty decent three-chapter series out of this. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly exactly what would have been great and then uh what else drink because i do just want to get into the positives because it did have some nice parts this ending <laughs> yeah, yeah this ending is fucking ridiculous they did not see the camp when it gets lost in the woods and ran to the angel uh, in the slightest that was so stupid yeah i don't mm-hmm. even know what the point of that was oh my god so like they set up that you have to kiss to do this and you and then they do this and it's like hey you have seven days if you kiss somebody within seven days you don't have to get married but then it turns out no actually if you look at this flashback you don't have to do any of that Mm. i'm so just what just yeah like like just complete retcons itself (sighs) out of nowhere that part oh man dude (laughs) it's like the opposite of you know how we say like every series is a time skip Mm -hmm. this series like has like a negative time skip (laughs) where it goes back in time and uses a flashback to end the series suddenly like four dimensional chess mm-hmm. yeah oh man honestly that specific part could have been actually utilized a lot better because i felt that if they actually pulled this part off i think it would have gone a bit longer it actually been a bit better no they could have done something specific to that where it makes it seem like the main character and a uh oh god dude, i can't i can't pronounce they could actually been the being destined for that entire time I think the series just had a bad foundation. I think the author just suddenly found out that he had to wrap it up. Yeah. Shonen Jump found out that he was trying to make one of the characters a lesbian and they didn't like that. No. As much as, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian. No, no. There that, there's something wrong with Shonen Jump. That's yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what? There are there are many lesbians who are truly great people. Yes, are. There are, like Audrey, who is our guest on SWAT. Yes, yes. Audrey's wonderful. This series wasn't as great as Audrey, so shout out to Audrey. She's great. True. But it still had some positives. So, Ash, why don't you lead the way in telling us what were some things the series did well? The way how this entire series looked, it was really good. Like, the art is so good yeah. in this actual series. Yeah. This art is extremely consistent. This is, like, legitimately high-quality shit. 
He should just never write. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> One of my favorite panels was when they showed all of the monster girls essentially there. The fact that he drew in every single one, and you can tell the difference between every single one of them that are there, that takes skill to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I think when I was reading of one of the end chapters, it told you like all the freaking ones that were actually in that picture. And I was like, that's fucking cool. That is really cool. <laughs> In the backgrounds. Oh my god. The series had just I think You're every people had a Tron background. <laughs> It showed you that, like, where they're at every single time. It's like, one chapter, you know he's at the bakery. Well, there you can see that they're in a store, in a bakery, eating sweets, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're at the little river canal that's right there. You see the bridge right there. That part was really nice. It's like, you can definitely see that this author really took the time to make sure that the art was really, really good. And I applaud the author for that thing. I really do. And then also, like, one yeah. of the main things I really did enjoy about this series, like, and I really, I really hope to God that somehow he did learn from this thing even though I am reading another manga that he's been doing but the way how some of the girl characters actually do interact with each other actually not a bad thing it does feel like they would act that way specifically in certain ways though not in every way but in certain ways does this series pass that whatchamacallit test Bagdell test yeah does it I don't know because on one hand you have a lot of named characters talking, but the problem is the whole it's, it's thing is surrounding the bounty guy. Yeah, it's a hair manga, so I mean I'm not sure actually. I will say, yeah, I did agree with what you mentioned earlier, Ash, mm-hmm. when you were talking about Ellis because even though like I hate the fact that she is 14, yeah. her actual character is pretty interesting because she's um there's a very interesting conflict within her, and it, it's similar to Shizuku's conflict too, where it's like everybody expects for them to be this certain kind of sexual being mm-hmm. and they feel extremely nervous and awkward about it and oh, yeah. they struggle with that. Oh yeah. That was actually one of the good points about that too that she wasn't what she was supposed to be which I'm glad that. Just sucks that she was 14 and they mentioned that she's 14 it's just very weird. Literally if you went back and yeah. edited that 4 into an 8 it would fix so many things there is no reason for her to be 14. Not a single reason. Yeah or do not put her age. Yeah. It's like it would have been maybe perfect. They, there was a, supposed to be a zero behind it. It's not like she looks like she's 14. Yeah. She has like some of the largest boobs in the series. Literally the largest person. In the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is positive. Yeah, positive, positive. positive. We talked yeah, about that positive, situation. Positive, positive, positive. If she was 18, that would be a positive. <laughs> Sh- shut up, Jordan. <laughs> I do actually think that the CPR engagement thing was clever, even though it was making the best out of a really stupid idea. Like, I think that was a nice way to actually get them to kiss. It feels so stock, though. It's like, yeah, but could you have done better in that situation? Yeah, that's true, actually. I simply would not have found myself in that situation, first of all. It's almost like I said, making the best of a bad situation. I think it was the best ladder he could have used to crawl himself out of a hole. Probably. That would probably be the best situation. I don't know. I don't know. If you, you, have, you got magic anime, girls. You can bring in something there to make it more interesting True. than that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you credit on but that. But think about this. If one, of you, if one of you guys was drowning, would you expect one of us to give you CPR? Yeah. And then we'd have to get married. No, because it turns out that mouth to mouth is actually not super helpful and they don't tell you to do that. All right. Well, I'm walking away from this now. (laughs) What? But that's not what you told me yesterday, Jordan, when you gave me a second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But any other positives you guys want to talk about or now that Jordan's been pitching ways to fix this series halfway through this entire conversation? I was pitching ideas that the author failed to fix it. Not that. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) But Ash, please. uh, It sounds like you have one more idea you want to talk about. The fact that the main character did essentially did say about his feelings early on in the series, which is pretty good. I feel that that showed a lot of growth in the main character in, in general, but that was like the only growth <laughs> out of all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I liked Reiji uh, for a bit in the beginning, and there are moments where I like him too, but he kind of just disappears at some point, yeah. and he just kind of stops being interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's completely true. <laughs> I hear you. Because then it goes full into the harem thing, I guess, where he's just supp- yeah. he's just supposed to be your self-insert after a certain point. And I know we talked about how it gets a little bit better, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe it was the whole CPR thing, and I legitimately was like, all right, that's not, it's, it's stupid, but I've seen worse in this series. Because they do take it seriously, and how the angel lady's like, I don't want this, let's fix it, which I was actually impressed by, you know, compared to how lazy the writing is in this series. Yeah. I also want to say, I really do like that he doesn't end it with them kissing or with the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That was such an obvious thing. That was such an obvious cop out and stuff. And I would have been like (laughs) really annoyed because the whole thing is just kind of like you didn't resolve this shit. You laid out all these reasons why like she doesn't really want to be in damage. She's very, very confused about her feelings. And based on how the series was going, I was like, he's going to end it with them kissing. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. I was like, oh, thank Thank God. All right, cool. I'm just so proud. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. He could have done the stupid easy thing, but yep. he didn't. And I appreciate yeah, so that. So he had at least one or two good ideas. He but did. Speaking of good ideas, why don't we get into where it could have gone and we could talk about our ideas of how we could have made this series mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot better. Ash, as the smartest person in our call right now, please tell us, really, what would you say is your idea you would have most liked to have seen the series done different? Okay, so I would rather have seen like most of those background characters that were there, specifically like Taiga, or I would like to see like Ellis. I wanted to see more of like their backstories on top of that thing to show why they're there for that specific reasoning in the actual series. Yeah. If they actually had pinpoint ideas for each one of them, I would have probably enjoyed having those characters more often showing up in panels than it was in like one or two random chapters that they just happened to be in. Like, especially Taiga. Taiga, I feel that I wanted to know more about her because the way how her family runs things, I want to know why this mm-hmm. thing is because she made a really good point yeah. when she was talking to her dad about her mother and she even asked her dad, so like, so did you did you and mom have to go through the same things? Like, yeah, she was chosen for me, but every single day that we were together, we tried to make each other happy. So we'd learn to live with each other and learn to love one another. I wouldn't mind hearing more stories about that here's an idea if you have a series where you introduce uh the werewolf yakuza Mm -hmm. focus a little bit more on the werewolf (laughs) yes it is a pretty cool idea oh yeah you gave yourself the werewolf yakuza (sighs) and then kind of ignored it man as for where i think the series could have gone i feel like the way that this series was heading is ironically even though everybody was trying to marry reiji it seemed like one of the most poignant things that the series was trying to say is that you can love somebody in a non-sexual and romantic non-romantic way and that's great oh yeah there's really no reason at all for shizuku and reiji to change their current relationship they seem totally fine the only reason reiji wants to is Pokoro basically like physically fucked up his brain they do clearly love each other even if it isn't sexual so i feel like the series could have had this thing where like um yeah the moral of the story is just that like guys and girls can be friends without wanting to bang i really I feel like it's interesting how the relationship, it almost feels like those, how like in the olden times, like the 70s and 80s, how two gay people would get married so that they could live their own lives. But since they were married, no one really questioned it. And it feels like that where, yeah, I mean, he does legitimately have feelings, but it almost feels like they're trying to get together just so that he can live a normal life. And I actually wonder if it would have been interesting if he was gay, much like that parody series you talked about. So it's glad to know someone already has done that idea. You're 100% right. It really does feel like they're trying to form a sexual romantic relationship purely out of obligation. Yep. 
Which actually, that would have been cool, a cool message for the series. It would have. No, it really would have. But my main idea, this is probably, actually, that's probably better than my ideas. I was thinking it would have been cool, or actually maybe it could tie into this. What if this was like supernatural hitch and all of these women <laughs> want to talk to him? And I was kind of inspired by like Lilo and Stitch where he meets all the other... Lilo and Hitch? Lilo and Hitch, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. that's really good. So he has to find love for all of these monsters that are in love with him so that they can be responsible members of society. <laughs> Imagine like there is like a spider woman and everyone thinks he's gross and he finds like fucking spider biologist and he's like, oh, she's the most like shit like that. And then like they run like a fucking like zoo or something, you know, <laughs> or they run like an insect world. I like that. And shit like that, where he's just like finding love for all of these monsters <laughs> so that they will leave him alone. I would definitely read that. That would be pretty fun to read, actually. <laughs> all right. All right. Just like being like, look, I can't be with you. So here's this other sexy person for you. There right. you go. Like matchmaker. And then you could draw consensual porn. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel it's sometimes antithetical to hentai. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. That was OK. I'm not going to. I feel like I'm done with this section just because I can't say I, I had two really good ideas and that's a peak for me. So write that one down on the Times David Peaks board. Uh, but do you guys have other things or should we go into miscellaneous thoughts? I got one more. They did set up a few good points for certain characters to kind of to kind of grow, but those yeah. growing points that didn't really go anywhere <laughs> after a certain point. No, they didn't. I feel that maybe if they kind of did give it a little extra more time to those ones to actually fulfill what they wanted mm -hmm. to out of those characters, then yes, I feel that that would have actually made it a lot better. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> now let's migrate, though, to the miscellaneous thoughts where I know Jordan's very excited about some observations he had during the series. Jordan, go for it. Yeah, they did a beach episode. That's kind of that, that kind of came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, contractually obligated. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, it was really funny because it was like as soon as the author realized he introduced a character who's rich, it was like, oh, thank God. All right. Cool. <laughs> she owns a beach. Just say she has a beach house. Hey, everybody, let's hang out at the beach. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish it had been like a hiking trip because then they could have had the flashback and like, oh, this reminds me of how I got lost in the woods. And then it would have, wow, look at that fucking pitch forward seven chapters <laughs> later. And then that flashback wouldn't have been so shit. Yeah, maybe mm. if there was a little foreshadowing, it wouldn't have felt like the author came up with it uh, five seconds before he wrote it, you know? Yeah. Right, Oda? <laughs> hey! Wait, Oda's the opposite of that. You're talking... Uh, not <laughs> in the most recent chapter. Oh. oh, I haven't read the most recent chapter. Shit! Guys, here's what could have made this the greatest series of all time. You ready? Wrong section, but yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You'll see why this was a miscellaneous fuss, because this okay. is not a real situation. <laughs> okay. So they show his face, right? How it looks to people. <laughs> yep. Imagine camera pan, flip it around, go down the gene. He has a normal flat ass, but with the gene, bam, <laughs> dump truck ass. <laughs> that would have made it the best thing of all time. <laughs> would have been amazing. Oh, my God. And that's why I said this in miscellaneous thoughts. God, they should have just made him a Chad, like, with the gene. That would have been They did! Do no, you not know what did. the art for this episode is? <laughs> I do, but in the eyes, that you only see the face. You want to see, like, the body. <laughs> if That's how you know what an Uber male is, like a Sigma. That's what I'm saying. They could have shown him the dump truck. Yeah, he could have been a Sigma. <laughs> What if it was like the only difference is just that he has a massive bulge? <laughs> That's too much for Shonen Why Jump. Why is it? Oh, God. It's always back to the bulge with you boys. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but what are... Uh... Jordan's uh, looking for a different kind of Shonen flop, if you know what I mean. I know, right? This is not even my expertise. Come on. <laughs> 
What are boobs but bulges of the chest? Yeah, we that Damn was it. what it was in prison high school where the guy goes on a speech about oh, yeah. that. <laughs> Look up prisoner high school or whatever it's called. Prison Look school. up ass versus boob, boobs versus butts prisoner <laughs> yeah. high school. And it's it's the only reason to ever read that manga is that <laughs> chapter. Or watch it. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> okay, yeah. But that's really all <laughs> the only miscellaneous thought I had. So what else did you guys Jordan, did you think of yours? No. It was the Much. bulge. It was the showing the bulge, bulge part. Yeah. It was the bulge of the warring planets, yeah. This is why G- I was gonna say Jordan wants the bulge some warring planet. Oh. Uh, okay. Ash, Ash, how about you did you have any miscellaneous thoughts or are you like David just fucking ruined this? I section. mean let's just go to final first. I mean- <laughs> I mean, if this author maybe took may, maybe wrote this around the same time he was writing that other one that actually went a bit longer, I think maybe he would have learned a thing or two. Yeah, <laughs> even though that was a very very strange one too. Oh, speaking of the Ubermail, I actually do appreciate that he doesn't look like noticeably different. He just has a different nose. It is so funny. Look different. It would have made everything like poor body image, but it was actually he drew it in a way that was legitimately funny. Yeah. Which I think was one of the things that gave us optimism about this chapter is like, all right, he knows it's ridiculous. And yeah. I did like the one part where the vampire, when she bit him in one of the small little panels at the end, she had like the uber male, like gene in her too. And she's like, has the same face. <laughs> I completely forgot there was a vampire in this series. Completely just forgot until just now. Oh, God. I had to bring that up because that little piece of art was funny as hell because they gave her the yeah. uber male like, face. It was great. <laughs> God, we never saw his parents. I really imagine his, we mom, saw his mom. We saw his mom. No, we, we saw, saw his, mom. his mom. Oh fuck! You're yeah. right. We didn't see his dad though. No. He just has like a butt, like a super cleft chin. <laughs> he looks like handsome Squidward. <laughs> his mom's the best. His mom just throws a wedding cake at people. His mom looks exactly like him. That's like, true. Exactly like him. Oh. To the point where I was confused at who I was looking at in the panel at <gasps> different times. There's just the new genre of cute girls doing cute things. It's just milfs baking cakes. I would watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you would. All right. But <laughs> let's talk about how, though, if you guys would have kept reading this series if it hadn't failed as we move to the final verdict. Let's start things off with some six word summaries. First of all, we have from six word summary master Tucker turgid first chapter, then immediately flaccid from T. Wolfwood. Unexplored love rushed through so much. The laughing fool says stare into porn. Porn stares back. <laughs> That's going to be a nominee for best. Yeah. Agpa says, MC Pheromones did the harem mash. They did the mash. <laughs> this reminds me of how my Halloween playlist was the monster mash 12 times. Jesus. And then Spooky Scary Skeletons. And oh, I played no. it for Rachel and it was took like seven plays until she figured it out. <laughs> oh man, David, I don't know. Those songs sound really fucking terrifying. I don't even think they let you play the monster mash on children's uh, really? radio because it's so scary. And I, I <laughs> realized that the, that the monster mash in Ain't No Mount high enough, the openings both have the same rhythm to it. So I added that to my playlist. So after you've listened to the Monster Mash about 47 times, like I have, you'll see the connection. God. <laughs> so Jordan is 100% going to do it and be like, they don't sound anything alike. After I have been driven insane yes. by the Monster Mash <sighs> and the, the terror of Frankenstein and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Dracula, it will infect every other song that I yes. like. God, in my life. Jesus. But to get back into it, we got one more fan submitted from Generic Man. Love the dude, keeper of the Shonen flop topic list monster jailbait wait for protagonist's birthday <laughs> well said and then how about you how about you ash what was your six word summary so my six word summary is my life as a teenage uber male i <laughs> i had to take a oh, parody God. from my life as a teenage robot and put that into it yeah. that was a great show yeah, that was a good yeah, show yeah 
underrated show. Yes. Like, no one talks about that anymore. I know. It was better than a lot of the shows that people talk about. Oh my god, I know. Jesus. I really hope that they add her to the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game. It's such an obvious choice, but yeah. How about you, Jordan? The dangers of being too studly. I like it. And mine was, dude, what the fuck? She's 14. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like taking a nap and it, it like hit me and I was like, where's my phone? And I wrote it down, went back to sleep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but <laughs> why would you just commit such an unforced error? Right. In your own manga. Again, it's like that scene from Transformers where he had to like plot excuse why this like twenty year old was dating like a sixteen year old instead of just Which making her. I, mean, yeah. I think it was like Dark of the Moon. There was like a there's def there was like a statute of limitations scene that they talk about the Romeo and Juliet law mm. for no oh, reason God. instead of making this character eighteen. I mean, it's also Shonen Jump too. I mean, so these are like twelve to like sixteen year olds. But the main character's eighteen. I know, I know, I understand that. But uh, wait, are we still talking about Transformers? Because uh, like no. Michael Bay is my favorite manga. Guy. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Ash, was this a flop or not? It's a goddamn flop, like a hard flop. Certified flop? It's a certified flop because, dude, come on. Mm. This one had a really good first fucking chapter, and then the rest was just convoluted shit, and I don't know where. They had a really good premise, but fucking nosedived hard into the goddamn water. That's understandable. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, certified flop. There are moments of this that are actually, like, pretty good, but my god, everything in between it is just a complete mm -hmm. fucking mess, and it's very uncomfortable. I second that. The first chapter I read super fast, we were like, yeah, no, this is very gripping and stuff, like, this is, like, really, uh, really engaging, kind of compelling, and then I never felt that way again about the series. I'm going to be honest and say this is barely a certified flop, because we've mm. read... Yeah. This is, like, a 5 out of 10, and we have read 1 out of 10s. Yeah. It's on the cusp, right? Potential certified flop, you know, like uh, inconclusive. You have to give it one, Jordan. That's how the show works. I'm sticking works. hard to my certified flop because I've read so much romance where like this one is literally the bottom of the fucking barrel. This is literally the bottom of the barrel. But y you know what? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say certified. There are things under the barrel. Yeah, there are. Like focus on her built cake. Oh, you're forgetting Bone Collection. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say this is a certified flop when there's Bone Collection. That's Which, true. actually, I don't think I said Bone Collection was a certified flop, actually. Mm. Oh, oh, I did. I Whatever. think I enjoyed it more than you for some reason. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> all right, all right. But anyway, so we're all called a certified flop. So, Ash, what should someone check out instead of reading this series? So, I have two manga series, and I have two animes. I'm a, I'll be quick with them. God, how much fucking time do you think we have to record this? No, I just can't go for it. All right, so I got one manga, and I've actually recommended it to you, you guys as well. That's it's actually on your guys's like Discord channel. It's called "The Boy Who Cried Wolf and Lied Another Day." That one's actually a really mm -hmm. good one. It does actual harem better, but the main character mm -hmm. cross dresses, and it's actually a fun one to read. I really enjoyed this one. I cried in this one. This is actually not bad for it not having an actual oh. like, anime. It's actually really good. Mm. And then if you want one that does a very strange way of handling how romance is done, there's uh, Okomo Chan's flashback. That one's actually deals with a very very weird subject matter but the actual like the way how they finalize this this series is actually really good oh cool this one could have actually taken inspiration from this one because that should be the way that they could have done it but you know that's how it is mm -hmm. and then of course two shows to watch like say i love you say i love you is actually one of those shows where in the first episode when the main character confesses love to a girl they end up kissing the second one and they actually have a relationship Whoa. oh my god what a twist i love that show the show's really really good and then the other one is kimi ni to doke which is from me to you where this one girl like she, like she's 
like the nicest girl ever. She's had a crush with one of her friends for like a long time. And mm-hmm. it takes a while for their relationship to build. But this actually does it fluidly. It actually flows very well. And it does everything correctly the way you want it to be done. And I highly recommend those two shows. Awesome. I like it. How about you, Jordan? So Shizuku struggling with her sexuality reminded me of a significantly better manga. It's called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I had seen like a handful of pages and so I went to read it. It's only like six chapters but I read slower than David so I only got through like two or three before I fell asleep this morning. (laughs) Not because of that series just because I work the night shift now but it's made me start to cry like halfway through the first chapter. Mm -hmm. The premise is basically this girl who has never experienced uh, any kind of like actual love with women who she's actually attracted to. She is actually patronizing like a a sex worker, Mm. like um, an older Mm -hmm. lesbian sex worker. And the whole, so the whole, a lot of the manga is structured with her building up to doing that. It's really good. It's very heart-wrenching. Like she's like tearing out her heart and just putting it on the page. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Oh, geez. So my recommendation is not as intense as Jordan's. So I was going to recommend Don't Blush Sekimi-san, which is another series where it's the guy confesses to the girl really early into the series. And it's really just about both of them adjusting to having like their first real girlfriend. And the series is like really cute. There's this really cute moment most recently where the main character is taking like piano lessons and he becomes friends with this guy who is like an adult taking classes just because he never learned how to play and they like hit it off. And there's a really cute moment where he's like telling her about like his girlfriend and she's like telling him like what it's like to be a father the guy's like i'm so nervous i'm being his father and he's like reassuring the main character and the father meanwhile is like telling him oh i'm meeting my girlfriend's boyfriend for the first time and then they run into each other and realize that his that he is his girlfriend's dad and guess what they do when they realize what they hug each other oh wow because they're so happy about that <laughs> oh i think it verbally was like oh that's so cute it sounds kind of like a komi-san ripoff when you first like hear about it and read it but it, it's much more wholesome than komi-san mm. is there conflict in that series not really the most biggest conflict is the main no. character cross-dressed as a girl <gasps> and the, his girlfriend's friend has a crush on him and like he he thinks though that he's interested in his girlfriend because he keeps like spending time because he's trying to find out more because she doesn't realize that he legitimately thinks he's a girl and he just she thinks he just wants to be friends with her boyfriend Ash loves cross-dressing yes, yes I do so it's yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much as low stakes as the series gets but yeah it's a really cute it's just pure sugar as the series alright but now that we've talked about some series and Jordan since this was as we've clarified not the worst certified flop. I don't think we have to worry about contention. So why don't we move to the shout outs? I want to just start things off by saying, Ash, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Absolutely loved it. Just as a reminder to listeners as we set the start of the show, we have a form on our site, which I will link in the show notes, where if you would like to be a guest, feel free to fill it out. We're always looking for more guests, especially one big thing is sometimes we have guests that actually can't make it. So it's really great to have a pool of people that on last minute can fill in and just that's an easy way to get on the show. But also love to have you either on a main episode or a Patreon. But enough about that for a minute, as I'm going to shove the shit out of the show after Ash tells us all about the amazing things he does in the world. Before I start talking about that, I actually want to thank both of you guys for letting me come on the show because... Oh, man! 
yeah. I'm not gonna lie about this. I've been listening to you guys' show since like since day one, Whoa. and I really, Whoa. I really enjoyed listening to you guys' podcast. And I've mentioned this before Aww. too when you guys came on my show that I really, really loved your guys' show. I really did. Thank you so much. I literally knocks that. a check off my list of like podcasting like bucket list. This is what this is one of them. <laughs> this is literally one of them. And I'm, I just want to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to, to join you guys. Cause oh my god, fuck, man, I, I, I did. The moment you guys contacted me, I was like, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's like you were just so excited. I was. I feel you. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Absolutely excited to have you on. It was great to have you, dude, man. Dude, I know, right? And you guys gave me the choice of what I want to read. Hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So anyways, not that I'm done, like almost crying and shit right now. <laughs> hey, man, I can totally get it. You, you don't understand how nervous me and David were when we had guests like Slow Beef and fucking Chip Cheese and all, like people that we've both been watching since we were like kids. So. I can imagine. It's crazy to hear that from someone else. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can Im- I can imagine all that. <laughs> so I am one of three from the Simpy for Seven Pie podcast. Yeah, I have my boy Psychotics and also my other co-host Daddy Coon, where we talk about anime, manga, anime news, and just whatever is in the anime world. You can find us everywhere that you can get your podcasts at, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, even Audible. We're all there. <laughs> nice. And then also you can find me Twitch streaming sometimes on twitch.tv slash etzio619. As well, and then you can also see me in these guys' Discord because join their Discord, Woo! it's fun as hell. <laughs> and you'll yeah. know me as at Weeaboobs Ash. <laughs> oh yes, he finally got it in. Yes, I got it in. We actually had to ask you before uh, we started do you want to be Ash or Boobs Ash or Boobs Ash was not David on the table. told me no, so I'm throwing it out at the end. So let's go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You get, you get that yes. as your payment for being Hell on the yeah. show. <laughs> but Ash, um, I don't think we could thank you enough for being on the show, but I also want to thank Jordan for making the opening and editing theme and being a great host and helping with editing. You're very welcome, and thank you, David, for editing. I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and nudge for me your Genesis Art Benefactor. We, this was a great cover art, Mer. I'd never seen her work, so I needed to draw something that since we had ever talked to her about it. <laughs> I also want to thank Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. You can find his work at lewhair.com. Absolutely love his Domance Ron, or sorry, Domance Dawn series. <laughs> Domance Ron. <laughs> what if Simpsons characters were in the One Piece world? It's like Bart Kira, but for One Piece. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I also want to give thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for bringing our awesome transcription volunteers. You can find their transcripts on our site on select episodes, and we're always trying to fill out our backlog. I also want to say you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Anywhere you can find Ash, you can find us. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and you want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We've revamped it, adding two new tiers where you can be a dolphin dad or a part of Gomez's Chosen. These <gasps> new tiers and provide perks like being able to actively join the pre-recording warm-up one of jordan's night shift drawings or even have a custom song made in your honor this of course adds to our already existing awesome perks like bonus episodes on magu chan lucifer and the biscuit hammer and pppppp which is still not canceled jordan amazing and being able to have sat in on this very recording or helping us decide what we're going to cover next find all that at patreon.com slash shonen flop and on that note i want to read off our absolutely fantastic patrons first of all though i want to give thanks to ash for being a patron, I very much appreciate that. Anytime, <laughs> yes, let's thank go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listener, I'm not saying being a patron will uh, increase your chances of being on the show, but it won't decrease <laughs> oh, your chances. Yeah, it will very much increase oh, yeah. <laughs> your chances. Okay, so David's saying that. <laughs> yes, I'm straight up saying it. <laughs> 
so talking about our patrons, we have our Chainsaw Man. Hi, I'm an astronaut. My next mission is to explore Uranus. <laughs> Pterodactyl Ghost. Tracking roving animals for all loving girls in Lions Wolfwood. Then moving down to our King of the Forest, we have Albie, Cameron H., Gabe Lando, Kylie Denton, Mark, Matt Solovich, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend, Scarlett Mirmidon, T, the BBB King, BBB the. That's a sexy group of people right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that's a hair. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's my hair. <laughs> and then, as Ash has talked about, feel free to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone. You don't have to be a patron. Come hang out with us, talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We have a book club and do regular movie nights. We actually just did a one-off thing of playing Interstitial where just it was a pickup game based on the Discord, and that was super fun. And you can find a link to it in the show notes. Tabletop game written by Riley Hopkins. Yeah, mm. you know, guest of the show. Really cool guy. The show. Argonaut guy, yeah. I made a really awesome drawing for it. Jordan was just a jail <laughs> It was great. Yeah, yeah, we should clarify. When he's saying Punish Tank, it is Punish Tank Hill. So it's yeah. like... Sorry, Hank Hill, yes. MGS5 Hank Hill what? is what it is. Literally that. After the methane yeah. accident, oh it was never the same. <laughs> yeah. So though, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the Much Across the Gomez Moon and Matchle Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with a cover from this episode, a portion of the proceeds go to the original artist, The Boot. I also want to give a shout out to the Four Eyes Academia podcast. Super awesome, nerdy uh, folks. They are British, so you know what they're saying is 115% scientifically proven, more likely to be entertaining <laughs> than anything we say with our shitty American. American accents. That is Four Eyes Academia with the number four. And you can find them uh, wherever you get your podcasts. But enough about that. Let's go to sign off. Oh, yeah. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Ash. And you've been listening to Show and Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan, I don't know how you didn't make a single rush joke this entire episode. What the fuck? <laughs> bye. <laughs> Living in the limelight, love you. Okay, bye. <laughs>